You're listening to the She's on Her Toes podcast, episode 27. She's on Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real-life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. All right, well, welcome to the She's on Her Toes podcast. Carolyn Hearn here with my two managers, Emily Gustafson and Christina Shafka. And we are going to be talking about uh, how to make decisions with numbers rather than emotions. So super unsexy topic, but you know what? Sometimes we got to talk about those things that nobody wants to talk about. Nobody wants to uh, really get into because they're boring or... I guess in some cases scary, maybe a little dose of reality about what is not working or working in your business. But anyways, before we get into that, I just want to thank everyone. We have seen a noticeable uptick in our listenership over the last couple weeks. So if you have been listening to the podcast recently, thank you so much. And don't forget, share with your friends. And we have been encouraging people to screenshot your phone and then post that into your Instagram stories. Tag me at She's on Her Toes, and I will uh, share your uh, story on mine as well. Thank you so much. But yeah, it's really important to grow the podcast. We are sharing this information, so share the wealth as well. Let's grow the community and grow this listenership. But anyways, let's get into our topic today. When you own or manage a business, it's easy to get emotionally involved. I mean, it's your baby. And we all know that it's important to be passionate about running and promoting your business. But making decisions based on emotions can really be a business killer. Financial and marketing decisions should be based on the cold hard facts, like actual numbers that you track on a continual basis. Uh, Say what? I have to do math? Oh yeah, you do. All right, so today we will talk about the importance of tracking your business's performance. We'll share what we track and why, and we'll use that information. We And we'll also talk about how we use that information to make important business decisions on where uh, the studios will go. And to make it simple, I will share the exact spreadsheet that I use for tracking data in the studios, as well as how I've set up my QuickBooks expenses to track our spending at a glance. So you'll definitely want to go to the website She's on Her Toes and find this episode, How to Make Decisions with Numbers Rather Than Emotions. It's number 27. And then you can just click through and get access to that spreadsheet. And I get a lot of questions about this because I think you know, tracking information is always really important, but nobody really knows where to start. And maybe we'll actually be talking about some things that you don't track in your business that you know, might be important. And then I really get asked all the time uh, how to set up QuickBooks. It's really not that difficult, but if you don't know where to start, then you don't know where to start. So I would highly encourage everyone, if you, even if you have a system, just see what I'm doing. Maybe it'll spur you to improve what you're already doing. So anyways, you can get all of that by going to the website and, uh, or if you get the email, if you're on our email list, you will have the link to that in the email. So let's get going here. People are always saying things like, you have to go with your gut. But why can that be detrimental when making decisions in a business? When should you evaluate numbers versus emotions? I think that um, 
the the saying of you have to go with your gut or like making a decision based on your first instinct, how you feel, is definitely valid sometimes. And mm -hmm. I, I don't think um, that that is something that you should just never do because you can definitely overanalyze things that you might have been able to make a quick decision on based on kind of how you feel, your intuition. But if you have the ability to evaluate numbers, you should definitely always take that into account. So if you're looking at a sales report and you're making a quick judgment because emotionally you feel like that's the right way to go and you're ignoring all of the data that you've collected, you're definitely missing out on some potentially potentially important information that can really help direct you and guide you in the right direction. So if you don't have numbers to look at for certain things, maybe you're making some more decisions, um, especially maybe in the beginning of the business, you're trying to figure things out and you're gonna be like times for doing that. But once you've started collecting data and you have information that you can fall back to to help you guide, it really doesn't, there's no downside. There's mm -hmm. no downside of looking at it and letting that kind of open your eyes a little bit on what um, what lies ahead for you to make a safer or just a better, a, be a, better, a better educated decision. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think um, it's important to find the right balance, and that probably is hard once you get going when you don't have all of the numbers. But once you spend time implementing the systems and everything we've talked about, that will definitely help. And I think it's very important to take a step back when you are approached or something does come up, even though you might want to be like, nope, done, cut it out. Yeah. We're not yeah. like carrying that line anymore, or we're not working with someone anymore. Just step back and say, I will get back to you after I speak with whoever, or, you know, yeah. just take a moment. Yeah. And um, then you might, things have settled by then, and you might realize, okay, I can work through this, and I have, mm -hmm. you know, something associated with these people that is very valuable. I don't want to lose that. So I think, like, taking a step back and just yeah. taking a, you know, different look or a different approach if you're more, um, like, someone who, I guess, jumps yeah with your emotions instead of just sort of relaxing and looking back at it before you make that uh, decision yeah I think that's an awesome point Christina because I think a lot of times we talk about making snap decisions and quick decisions and you know like moving forward and you know keep you and like know. some things you do like it, yeah but not but it has to do with your, yeah. your baby yeah <laughs> but like you don't yeah you don't always have to make a decision right then if somebody asks you a question you can distance yourself from it and be like you know what let me think about that and I'll get back to you or uh, you know, if it's one of y'all, I'm sure I use this all the time. I've got to talk to my owner and I'll get back to you, which means I'm not getting back to you. No, just kidding. We have a manager's meeting later this week and it I will let you know. <laughs> but it's very true. It's happening. happening. Yeah. Uh -huh. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to give the answer right away. Like if you don't feel comfortable, then take a second and think about it and come back. I mean, I, sure, maybe that could be frustrating to the person who wants something from you, but I mean, you can't do, you, you know, it's not all about them. It's not all about their terms. Like, if you're the one who's going to be, I don't know, like, paying for the service or, you know, whatever, like, then you really have to feel good about your decision and think about it and make sure it makes sense for you. I, I think that, like, with over the last, I, this question, I think, is just kind of interesting because over the last week or so, I feel like we've had a few ven different vendors of various, like, products reach out to us and like really aggressively demanding responses from me and I'm like 
I don't feel good about the way you're talking to me. And so, no, I'm not going to do that. And then, and it was very interesting because we just got back from our annual Pure Bar Owners Conference in Denver, where we are trying to really focus on automating some of our processes, especially when it comes to like retention and kind of getting people onboarded from whether they come on through first week free or intro month and then moving them on to other packages that make more sense for them, whether it's a membership or a class pack. And we're trying to find, you know, these ways to automate more of that because we've been doing it manually and it's getting a little bit unmanageable at this point. (laughs) But, you know, so we found two vendors that are likely candidates for, you know, our... I guess, paying for their service. And one was just completely off-putting, aggressive, wouldn't stop talking to me. And I'm not, I mean, maybe their product is the most amazing thing ever and would totally service all of our needs, but we will not be using them. The other one, I believe, was uh, actually has more features and is going to be more flexible and a little bit better for us and just the way we operate and that kind of thing. And yeah, it's probably no coincidence that the um, rep that we have been talking to has been super professional, has tried to get in touch with me before the conference. I have received many recommendations from other owners that I very much respect their opinion on that and, you know, their, um, I guess, recommendation on that service. And so I just... It, it was really a no-brainer, but it's like, yeah, you do, you kind of second-guess, you're like, oh my gosh, so this guy's being so pushy, like, should I do it? No. Like, yeah, and I think if you have, like, if you are, um, you're really set on one one decision, let's say you have some, some kind of decision you have to make, and you, maybe your gut, your emotional decision is telling you to go one way, and even if you're a team of one, it's just you. If you have somebody to talk to, you can sit down and talk about it. But even if it's just you, if you sit down and look at the numbers and they're completely opposite of what your decision is, you now know at least that you are going to make a decision that is not being backed up by whatever your numbers and your information is giving you. But at least you know that. So you're yeah, going into yeah. it and you're saying, hey, I'm going to give this a try. <laughs> and I know that like it's it might not be the exact the safe route, but I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to go <laughs> this route as opposed to thinking like, oh, this is it for me. Like this is it. We're done. And like thinking that that's going to be your holy grail. And then all of a sudden things don't work out and you're sitting back and you're like, why is this not working? I was so ready for this. It just kind of gives you a different mindset um, to kind of like move forward with. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, well, key performance indicators or KPIs, everyone's uh, just not really into that, hearing that acronym. Uh, Super unsexy, as we talked about in the intro, but why is it important to define what your top KPIs are and track them? I think that's kind of the key here, is you have to figure out what they are first and then start tracking them. (laughs) I've definitely, like, tracked different stuff and, and a couple months in realized, like, it doesn't serve me to track this or yeah, like yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a better way to look at this <laughs> yeah. number. So like, just, or it's not telling you what you yeah. thought it would. Right. Or, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So just, um, don't shoot yourself. If you spend time tracking something, it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Just you're learning and you're figuring it out. So my advice would be not to overwhelm yourself, but to track what your top, you know, 10 things in the beginning and just know that you might whittle that down or you might even stay with 10, but change mm-hmm. them. Um, but it's so important to track them because really without them, what do you have guiding your business? You have your emotion and 
our memories and our day-to-day -day interactions with people can be deceiving and you really yeah. love this class time but like nobody ever takes it <laughs> like you have to kind of let like step back a little bit and those KPIs are gonna really like open your eyes and just show you exactly what's going on in the areas of your business that you're interested in and that you're tracking and it just allows you a starting point if anything else you know where you are and you know if you implement something from you know the, for the next quarter you can see if it works or not and if you're not tracking it you don't know you really might just be spending time wasting your time on things that you have no idea if they're impactful or not mm -hmm. yeah and I think especially as an owner or a manager it's important to know where you are like what they are because then you can especially as an owner then you can pass it along to managers and then they can pass it along to everyone else and this is what we're working towards and this is why we had this many this month this time last year so now we're looking for increasing that and seeing if what you're doing is working compared to the same time last year or even two years and like if you did something different did it work did it not work and how to go from there so yeah. it's very important <laughs> it also kind of shows you um, like patterns in your business yeah, that's yeah. Helpful uh -huh. because like every business you know you're gonna have killer months you're gonna have months where you're like a little nervous but if you have kpis and you're tracking Balance it it's not as scary yeah. like okay here we go we're going into november and that's a really that's we struggle this month so now you can put things into place mm -hmm. to help or you can at least know okay you know my cash flow we're gonna yeah we're just gonna hunker like, down like just not spend any money we're not buying any toilet paper and we're <laughs> going to so you just kind of have a better idea of where you really have to hold and, and play your cards right and then other months where you know things are going to be a little bit better and you can maybe take more risks at that time but if you don't know that you could have yeah. some really scary moments mm -hmm. crop up Oh yeah, especially if your business is cyclical, like so many are, ours definitely is. I mean, we see a huge influx of people, obviously, like January, February, March, April, then the summer kind of tapers off when people go out of town and, you know, students go home. And then, you know, once everyone comes back to school and back into town and is on like a more, I guess, like, you know, set schedule, you know, September, October are pretty busy. And then again, with the holidays, November and December, we see like a slight downfall. Although with December, we also see a lot of gift giving and that kind of thing. So, and people like getting anxious because they know January is coming up. So pre-purchasing things. So like we definitely get an uptick in December, but yeah, it, if you didn't know that, and it took several years to figure that out, um, to really get the the pattern down because yeah when you're first starting in business like you know when you're for hopefully your first six months like you're ramping up every single month so you really wouldn't know that you had any cyclicality until maybe like you're at least like year two and then you start to see like the trends and the the dips and that kind of thing so um yeah no it's super I think important to in the beginning yeah it can be a little daunting but just track everything like anything that you think might be important start tracking it and then maybe after you know two or three months then you can really like zero in on what it is that you really need to focus on or areas that like the business is struggling with or conversely things that you're just killing and you want to make sure that you keep that yeah, um, yeah, forward yeah. momentum on um but yeah I would think like in terms of like any membership based business which is what we have here at these studios retention is going to be your number one 
uh, KPI and your number one thing that you're tracking. So like how many new clients you're getting in every month, how many leads you're getting in every month, how many, um, you know, people are buying your intro offer, how many people you're converting from intro to another membership, you know, all these things, how many people move and cancel every month. Like you gotta, you know, there are probably like five different retention, like calculations that we're figuring out each month and that will all be in that spreadsheet. So you can take a look. I will make sure that those formulas are in there. So you can just enter your own information and then you'll have, you know, that way you can easily start tracking for your own studio. But yeah, I mean, retention is not just like one calculation yeah. and you're done. It's like a whole bunch of different things. <laughs> um, but anyways, I mean, so like, I guess we kind of talked a little bit about this, but how long should you look for trends before taking action or changing course? I think the biggest thing here is not like we talked about, like don't think you can track for a week and yeah. have any idea of what's going on. Yeah. There are so many outside factors that impact. And so you really have to give yourself time to try these things. So two, three, four, five mm -hmm. months where you're looking at things consistently, looking at the same things consistently, and that's gonna start to show you different patterns and various things. And once you have you know, 12 months of data, the amount of information you can get from that is just gonna be so much more than you know, when you have 12 weeks of data. So my biggest advice here is to just not jump the gun on this and really take your time to see how it, if you to see how it plays out if you have a promo offer or you start um, implementing something else you have to give it time to play out and see if it's working you can't give it 24 hours and nobody buys it and say well that was a flop or you, you have to really allow things to play out and give it a chance so the longer the better here yeah I agree and this is something I've been still trying to learn and tell myself because I will call Emily and be like oh my goodness someone just we had this person cancel or you know she's like mm -hmm. Christina it's all right and then literally the next day we'll have like two more people added on to our yearly contract or you know it's just yeah. realizing that those things happen and figuring out why they happened and still keeping you know learning from that but then using it more in the big picture of things after the time has passed so it's hard to yeah you know, I, I mean it's really been hard for me it is hard. <laughs> it's, yeah I mean because yeah you don't want to get so granular. yeah and like, like, what can I do to get and like back? so like bogged down on like the minute to minute or like day-to-day -day change when yeah. yeah like if you looked at it one week you mm -hmm. could want to pour yourself a drink if yeah. you look at it like by the end of the month like you might be pouring yourself a drink to celebrate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard because, yeah, when you get start, like, really digging into things, mm -hmm. you can get, like, a little obsessed with it. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think, like, yeah, I guess basic, like, maybe, you know, quarterly, every three months, like, you really need to have, you know, a good foundation before you start to make some big changes. Um, but, I mean, maybe you know, if you have a hunch that something is going on and you start tracking it and after a few weeks you feel vindicated that what you believed was happening actually is, then, I mean, I guess as the owner, that's your prerogative. Yeah. You can just, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, jump at it and make yeah. some changes. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think it's been my experience that it's probably better just to like get a couple months of data going and then kind of go for it. But I mean, you know, I mean, who knows? Like, there's always yeah. that, like, exception to the rule, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's get into it. I mean, what are the top KPIs that you track and look at? And I bet we all have different ones. <laughs> so like Carolyn mentioned, retention is, def- is a really important one and one that I track monthly. Um, although, yeah, sometimes there are weeks where you're like, oh my gosh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm following you know, a negative mm-hmm. number in this. But yeah. once, you, you, once you look at it monthly, it usually pans out to a, a little bit more positive outlook. Um, but within that retention, like Carolyn said, there are so many various other things that you can track. So if you're a membership-based business, you're tracking you know, new memberships, you're tracking lost memberships, you're tracking um, the sales totals, totals of those memberships, um, trying to just figure out what – if you are a membership-based company, you kind of have a good idea of where you're going to start your month. So that's a wonderful thing. And just always trying to stay on top of that and see where we are how far are we off from the previous year, and that allows us to see what we need to do within that month to kind of make sure things even out. Um, I also always look at like sales numbers, just of various things. So if you have different revenue streams, like for example, we have services that we sell, we also have retail that we sell. Mm -hmm. So always looking at those and breaking those down and seeing um, what it looks like for, like looking at the previous year is helpful to kind of gauge like what can we hope this year, can we expand in any areas, if we're really low, if it looks like we're gonna be really low, is there anything we can do to help, um, you know, uh, jump that gap. Um, so those are the two really big ones that I look at. I think Christina has slightly different ones on newer clients, but that kind of um, that information uh, is something that I look at weekly, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mine is um, mostly focused on our new clients and the amount that we have. I, I either check it daily or every other day, just because it's easier to track and add their information to um, our running Google Doc. And it's really interesting to look back each month and you can even see from previous years like how many you had and you just 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 recently we tried to beat what we had last year and it's just sort of a good way to challenge yourself and see if what you do either through the studio or you tell your staff like hey let's try this and if it works then try it again another time if it doesn't work Mm -hmm. try something else and um, yeah. Yeah, it's just sort of interesting to see how it fluctuates at times, and then other times you have months where you're like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting this, and look at all these people here now, so that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Won't that every month. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, y'all are, I think, focusing a lot on retention. I look at it as well, Um, but I think, like, lately, I've been really focused on trying to figure out, like, on in terms of our retail like what things we're selling that have the highest margin, like what things are we selling that sell quickly, so like inventory turn, like that kind of thing. Um, And I will include the reports that I use to try to figure that out because it can be very confusing, especially if you're using MindBody um, to figure out that level of information. But I think I have a pretty good way to track it now. Um, so yeah, just things like that, because that is telling me like if I'm using my, my money appropriately. So, you know, we've talked about cash flow before and the importance of, you know, making sure that you know what cash is coming in versus what's coming out. And hopefully the cash coming in is greater than the cash going out. Although the timing of that can definitely be a factor as we all know, you know, when you are dealing with credit card processing and that takes additional two days to get the money to you, you really have to watch that. 
um, you know, when you're the owner of the business, you have to essentially be your own CFO and your own uh, auditor and your <laughs> own. Yeah, you gotta like, you know, watch everything. So definitely trying to figure out the best way to use our limited funds or the budget that we have each month for retail, trying to make sure that we maximize the effectiveness of those purchases. And then also, I mean, just like little things that like maybe you hadn't really thought of, like how many people are following us on social media. I mean, that's super easy. You just look at how many followers you have, type it in, boom, you're done. You know, if, like then I think that is kind of kind of be a proxy of like how many people are, um, you know, responding to our ads. Like another thing that I really focus on, which is can be difficult, is what. Um, marketing we're doing is mo is most effective like is it better for us to do community events is it better for us to do paid advertising I mean all these things I'm trying to figure out like how many people do we bring in how much money did I spend on this ad or this event and try to figure out like get to a number of like cost per lead basically which um, I don't know I think is can get a little granular so if you are just a one-person shop then maybe you just start with retention and then as you you know grow your employee base you can have you know those people start tracking more of like your basic retention and that kind of thing and you can get more into like effective use of your money and that, and that kind of thing in terms of advertising and inventory and and all that but yeah I'll include all that in the spreadsheet so you'll just want to download that remember go to the website she's on her toes and you can find that link and then um I mean, I guess last question, super sexy, super exciting. I know everyone's super pumped to talk about this. But, like, what have you learned about the business from tracking KPIs? I think one thing that I learned is definitely, like, validating, you know, Carolyn always saying, like, oh, here comes the summer. We're going to be slow. Like, are we really going to be slow? And then you look at the information, like, yep, we're slow. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just seeing those patterns arise and, like, there, there really is, like, a trend to that. And there's a reason, like, we capitalize on the time when people are here. And, you know, not that we aren't working when people aren't here, but we just know that that's going to be, look, that's going to look different. Um, as well as just what, like Karen was saying earlier, like what prom what promotions and what events work and yeah. what don't work. So, mm -hmm. like if you are just doing all of these events, you know, free events or paid events or whatever, and you're not seeing anything from it, like maybe you revamp that a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, and that's really helpful so that you're not, you know, if you have one event a month and you're trying to maximize whatever it is, are you trying to get new clients, are you trying to work on it, retention, whatever that your event is geared towards, tracking and seeing if it works so that the next month you can try something differently something different and there's nothing wrong with an event not working oh my gosh yeah. and I was just literally just right? gonna say I mean we have done try. so many events that have been complete failures I will never do those again yes. and like Emily, you gets, Emily gets so mad at me because I'll be like no we're never doing that again and she's like okay well maybe like let's not say that but I'm like but yeah. it's just, but it, it is, I mean, it's okay if they don't work. And actually, it's good if they don't work. Yeah. Because then you Well, know. then it gets Check to the, it you, yeah. it's like one more level of, you know, I guess like vetting. So like yeah. maybe in like a year or two, we'll finally have like the ultimate holy grail yeah. of, yeah, like, of a <laughs> Yeah. And then just going off of that, like when to make changes. So if you're starting to see, you know, your numbers drop in um, the time of the year that your numbers do drop and then they continue to drop when you typically see them rise, like now it's time to make a change, jump on it. You, you know, it's time you're seeing things that aren't, you know, things should be going 
at a different rate and they're not. Um, and just allow, it's just really opened my eyes to, you know, the actual amount of money we're working with and that's mm -hmm. helpful yeah. and why there are sales goals and why there are mm -hmm. things. And if you, if you aren't tracking that or your employees aren't aware of that, it's, um, it, it's super like it's it's not an, it's not something that they can touch like it's mm -hmm. intangible and it doesn't make sense to them and it might be something that they don't understand is important and like oh, okay I need to sell five thousand dollars today whatever that doesn't like that that doesn't that mean anything yeah. to me <laughs> yeah. but if it's you know if they have some knowledge behind why and what that looks like and um, it really does help just it just increases their understanding of the business and it's going to increase their work ethic and their motivation because they're no, going to understand what they're working for. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything Emily said. The main thing um, I would say is that I like knowing from the KPIs what we're working towards, and that really has helped me seeing all of the different ones and like, okay, what I'm doing, this plays into this area, and then mm -hmm. that will then play into this area, and they all just sort of work together. Um, and I would say the whole learning, it's okay to, if, uh, an event didn't work out or something you did didn't work out it's okay to not do it again and say no like we've said in previous podcasts it's all right <laughs> to say no and just maybe it just wasn't a good fit for you and but then don't give up try to find something else that does work <laughs> so you're um, like that's it we're done yeah. <laughs> we're out yeah yeah no I agree with all that and I think like, one of the things that's been so nice is, like, for y'all, like, you really haven't been tracking KPIs or tracking retention and that kind of thing until, like, it's been, like, a year and a half-ish. Yeah, probably. And so it's definitely, I think, improved the way you make decisions as managers and the way we're able to kind of come to decisions in our managers' meetings because now you are armed with the exact same information that I've had for the past six years. Um, Instead of you so, just telling us, yeah, hey, yeah. this is what it yeah. is. Like, the and, fact yeah. that you're physically calculating it yourself, it, you, it's, you're like, oh. Like, yeah, I'm more really into it. Yeah, yes. two people this yes. month, you know? Like, got them like, in. It, yeah. It just, yeah. yeah, it really brings, yeah. like, another level. It does, it. Yeah. 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 yeah, And you're excited to be like, look, yeah. this worked. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, it is. It's, like, it's, it's validation of mm -hmm. what we're doing. If it's working, then you feel good about it. If it's not, then you'll know. Yeah. And it won't be, like, me telling you, oh, we've got to change this. And you're like, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It can really yeah. help. Like, if you're, just, like, if you're emotionally attached to... <laughs> doing this yeah. this way and you're yeah. not tracking it mm -hmm. if yep. somebody tells you like this doesn't work stop doing it you're gonna feel you're gonna be angry you're gonna want to no yeah. this is what i do and yeah. i like doing yeah. this right but yeah. when you can see like yep numbers not are taken working. like yeah. you you might have a point there and it allows you to kind of yeah. reframe reframe well and i think yeah. that like kind of you kind of danced around that a little bit was just like yeah if you have a process that people like and it's because it's easy or it's simple or they know how to do it but it's, they've always done it they've always done it one way and but now it's not working and you are trying to explain to people why we need to change and you've got like now we've got this whole you know a new thing that you have to do now people have to relearn it they're getting angry because it's like more brain power that kind of thing but if they don't understand why we have to change then the buy-in is going to be yeah. significantly lower than yeah if your understanding of uh you know i guess the why behind the decision making process so yeah all right well there you go kpis 
you got to do it. You got to track it. We've talked about this in the past, but tracking information in your business is definitely going to give you a leg up in terms of making quality decisions. Of course, it's some some things we've talked about are important. You got to go with your gut, um, and you know I think that has a lot more to do with just kind of like. I don't know, relationship decisions and like communicating with people and, and working with various vendors and that kind of thing. Um, hiring, certainly, if you don't feel right about somebody, do not hire them. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why you don't feel that way. And it's like your subconscious telling yeah. you that stop, like, stop, stop. yeah, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like if you're not sure why your sales are fluctuating the way they are, either going up or going down, um, your expenses are on the rise and your revenue is not you just you gotta take a look at your numbers really dig in track them and then also not only just like sales and retention and kpis that kind of thing but it's also really important to track in your quickbooks so i know a lot of us as um, business owners use quickbooks to keep track of our finances and our accounting for tax purposes and and that kind of thing but um if you're not sure how to set up your QuickBooks, then that's going to be like a whole like area that is really a missed opportunity for you. And something, you know, when I first started, I, my accountant set it up for me and they had all these different, you know, I guess buckets for my expenses. And I would put all of them in there and then it, I would look at our P&L every month and it would tell me nothing about what was going on in my business. I had no idea. Well, I, we had too few things, like too few, I guess, like categories. And so I was lumping all these different expenses into these different categories. And it was very difficult to see, you know, any variables. So I guess in terms of like marketing, if you just have a general marketing, but you're not necessarily tracking like your Facebook ad spends, like that kind of thing, like you might want to break all that out. And I will go ahead and... Um, give you the list of how I have set up my QuickBooks. I find it super easy. It's very easy for me to literally look at a glance. I can look across the year and see, okay, this month, you know, we had an increase in, you know, travel expense. Why was that? Oh, we went to the owner's conference. You know, like it's very easy to track and see like the fluctuation of expenses versus revenue and that kind of thing. I know Emily and Christina are not as involved in that, but, um, <laughs> I will include that as well because that was a huge change for me and that was a lot of time. It took a lot of time to kind of update that from um, where I had been. So go ahead, download all that stuff. I hope this episode has been informative. Um, like I said, this is definitely not the most exciting, uh, sexy topic, but very it's, important. Yeah, it's very <laughs> important. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just have to put in the work, know the numbers, and then either they'll tell you something you weren't aware of or they'll validate like what you thought all along and then you'll just have that capacity to make a better decision. So good times. Well, hopefully this has been informative. If you have any questions, go ahead, shoot us uh, an email, contact at Cheese on Our Toes, or you can uh, DM me at Instagram. That's probably the best way to get hold of me. And not always at my computer since we're kind of running around teaching and doing all those exciting things. But yeah, go ahead and uh, download the um, spreadsheet and get to tracking your own numbers. We've tried to make it easy for you if you're not sure where to start. Or maybe you're already tracking things and you want to take a look at what we do. That will hopefully give you, um, maybe you can improve your own process.
anyways good times well i hope everyone has an awesome week and we will catch you next week thanks so much bye for now